What is up, fam? Welcome back to Value at Value. My name is Kyle Krieger, and I'm in my wife's office. She is out of town. So if you're watching the video, you see me in a much different space from where I have normally been, which is in our basement. So I'm trying to up the YouTube game just a little bit more uh, by giving myself and giving you a little bit something different to look at. So here's um, what I want to talk about this morning. Um, it's Saturday, September 25th. It is chilly here in Minnesota. Um, it's about 47 degrees. It's uh, 10 in the morning as I record this. But um, a couple of things that I just want to talk about based on the first three weeks of my school and based on what Will and I are working on for the book. So um, an update of kind of where I'm at school-wise three weeks in, um, things are really good. My kids are really good. Um, I feel like I'm on a good path with the curriculum. I feel like I'm in a good space in terms of how I want to handle and manage my classroom. I did somehow manage yesterday to, um, I was giving a quiz and part of it was the continents and oceans. And I had a map up to help my kids study for the first five minutes of class. I passed out the quiz and realized I hadn't taken the map down, which was a, you know, error on my part. But one of the coolest moments I've had in a while was one of my kids was like, hey, yo, Mr. K, you have the map up still. Um, so I rewarded him that I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a really cool thing for him to do. So shout out to uh, my guy in that class for um, doing the honorable thing. Um, one thing we feel like we are dealing with, with, excuse me, that is maybe an oversimplification, but I don't know if teachers out there are dealing with the same thing is uh, it feels like we have some eighth graders who are still acting like sixth graders. And we think this might be the case because they have not been in school on campus since the sixth grade. Um, my classes overall are going very smoothly. Um, I do have a couple classes that need new seats already three weeks in. Um, part of that is I let them choose their seats to start. And some of them chose well, and some of them, well, chose well, but for different reasons. So I got a couple classes I got to move, but I'm, I'm really having a struggle. Um, I do a cafeteria duty, which the teachers out there know is delightful. The cafeteria duty, excuse me, is delightful. But I come into the cafeteria where um, for the last 10 minutes of their lunch and most of them are done eating. So it is just anarchy. Um, and I have this one particular group of students um, who, as soon as I come in, start screaming my name in high pitch sounds and they just are doing everything they can to annoy me. Um, and it's just childish. Like it's super childish. They do it looking at me to see if I'm paying attention. Like they're actively trying to frustrate me and make me mad. Um, and really it's just attention seeking, but that's like some sixth grade attention seeking. Like somebody says something funny and they all laugh. It, it um, is very childish from 
the norm of what I'm used to uh, in eighth grade. Because normally an eighth grader will be thoughtful in their insults. They will be sly or they will be coy. Um, but these kids are just like blatant. So I'm in this spot where I'm trying to reinforce the behavior of accountability. Accountability is one of the things that I really want to strive with with my kids, especially because I know when they go from our charter middle school to whatever high school they go to, they are not going to have the supports. They are not going to have the kind of cocoon that we get for them. And I'm really happy. Like we do a great job with our kids, giving them the space where they can be successful. But I worry that they aren't accountable, that they can't take responsibility. So I have one particular student who is really kind of the ringleader of the kids who try to give me a hard time. And we have at our school, the first level of punishment, we just call it an FYI. Um, and if a kid gets four FYIs, they get a detention. I've given him four FYIs in the first you know, two weeks, so he's gotten a detention. But the more I try to set boundaries, the more he pushes them um, and now into like sexual references aimed at me directly. So if you're watching this and you've gone through this situation and you have advice for how to handle that, I'd be interested because there is a part of me that feels like just outright, I should give him detentions every time and drop the hammer. But I have noticed over the first three weeks, he has been much more willing each time to admit that he is wrong. So it's taken me less and less time to get to a point where he says, you're right, Mr. K, I was wrong. I screwed up, you know, my bad. I'll try to do better. Um, but it is that fine line between holding them accountable with boundaries and, and consequences versus reinforcing that behavior. And the thing with this kid is I don't have a terrible relationship with him. There are a couple certain people that he just wants to impress. And when he wants to impress them, he goes all out. He goes all out with it. Um, but I've made connections with him across sports and across cooking. And of course, um, you know, he doesn't come from the most stable home life. So I'm trying to find that space. But um, I, it's just that tough spot. And I know there's not a right answer, but I'm really trying to walk that line of me holding him accountable and setting boundaries, but also giving him opportunities to hold himself accountable. Um, so that's really classroom wise, what I'm working on for these first three weeks to start. Um, from our book that Will and I are working on, again, coming out um, in March, I don't know if we've settled on an official name yet, so I don't want to name drop, but um, it's a project Will and I have been working on um, for three years now. And um, it's basically just uh, our thoughts on what would make a newer teacher successful or teachers in general and kind of framing it as sort of a vocabulary lesson uh, for teachers, which we're excited about. But the one thing 
we are um, talking about, and one thing Will talks about a lot um, is this idea um, in which he encourages teachers to be authentic with the phrase, you are what your kids are missing. So the way we view this, you are what your kids are missing, is that the person you really are is what your kids are missing. And especially early in our careers, and we see it with a lot of newer teachers, is they try to be what they think a teacher should be. They try to play the role of a teacher, the character of a teacher. But our kids have had those, and they will have more of those. What they really need is you. They need who you are. They need your particular gifts. And they need to be around a person like you because our kids are going to be around different people all the time. They're going to have to deal with people who are not like them, who are different, who have different beliefs and different modes of operation. You know, it's good for our kids to see who you really are because there is that one kid or those couple kids that are just like you that can say, oh, okay, being this way is okay. And those kids who are not like you are seeing, oh, it's okay to be, you know, Mr. K is who he is. It's okay for him to be who he is. And then there are some kids that you're teaching, yeah, this is not a person I vibe with, but I still have to work with them. I still have to find a way to, to acknowledge them and, and, to show them respect and it's just so invaluable for us to show kids that being who you are is not just okay but it's necessary it's required for our society to thrive and and grow and build and evolve um It just is something that we wholeheartedly believe in because we paid the price for those times when we weren't ourselves. We, we paid the price and so did our kids. They didn't get the best of us and thus they didn't get the best educational experience possible. Our job as educators is to to pull the best out of our kids that's already in there. That's what educare, the Greek word means, to pull out from within. And the best way we can help our kids pull the things that are out, pull the things out that are within them are to show them what we've pulled out of ourselves, what we've learned, what we've grown with. And as you work on this, as you grow through this, as you show kids who you are it does give you the opportunity to show humility and i think of the other words along with authenticity that are within our books framework humility is one of the most important um i've really gotten good at acknowledging my mistakes admitting when i've been wrong um and doing it in front of the group when you own up to something you've done, whether it's a small mistake like me um, leaving the map up during a quiz, or it's a large mistake where you chew out a kid that didn't deserve it, 
Humility shows your authenticity because it shows that you're still growing. Authenticity isn't a place that you reach. It's a continual pursuit because as you learn and grow, you should be evolving and doing better. So as we're working through this, especially this school year, I will say that I've insulated myself a little bit more um, from some of the outside noise, whether it's within my building or around me or you know just around the internet because I want to if I want to control the output I'm giving to my students I got to control the inputs too I have to control you know where I'm at and what I'm doing so if I can encourage anything for you today is to you know show your kids who you really are with humility because you might be the only person they ever meet that's like you. In fact, you will be the only person like you that they ever meet. And whether you're teaching them that it's okay to be you because they're like you, or it's okay to be you even though there are people that aren't like you, it's a really important lesson no matter, no matter what it is that you're teaching or who you are. Um, and it comes back to the central point that we believe that every, every person on this planet has something special to give that would change the world and change the world doesn't mean in these grand ways, but in small ways, and you're doing a job that is changing the world in a major way. And we just want to help you change the world just that little bit more and that little bit stronger. So we hope that this message finds you well on this Saturday. We hope that your fall is going well, whether you're a football fan or you're out raking your leaves or you're getting into that pumpkin spice life. We hope this finds you well, and we hope that we can support you. So if you need anything, please reach out. Uh, value adds value on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find me at its.kyle, or not, no. You can find me at It's Kyle Krieger on Instagram and Twitter as well, um, along with its.will.law.iii um, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we also want to recommend our medium. We're trying to write a few more things. So medium.com backslash value adds value to check out all the work that we are doing. So we hope this message finds you well and have a great day. But that's that mentoring experience. And that's what podcasts and that's what we hope our podcast become for people is an opportunity to to almost like a master class situation. Because uh, there are teachers out there who, who are rock starring, uh, who understand what it takes to do what we do. But nobody knows who they are. Nobody's heard their voice. No one's no one's, you know. There's not a camera in every teacher's room capturing all these moments and, and putting them in a file. And you may have never experienced it, and then you may listen to it on a podcast, and then all of a sudden you experience it, and it's like, oh, I remember them saying, okay, this is how you, okay, got it. And even though it may be like, no, nah, I can't do that, but it gives me an idea. It sparks an idea in my mind of what I can do.